Hey, good morning, everyone. Pastor Brendan Winton here, Toronto City Church. And once again, I want to welcome you to our online worship experience. Wherever you're tuning in from, whether you're in the GTA, whether you're tuning in from the, beyond the GTA, whether you're watching this while it is actually premiering, or you were watching this another time, we are so glad you're joining us. And I'm glad you're here. And I'm really praying that today we're just going to have a great time digging into the Word of God together. On a practical note, as you know, we've been at it for several weeks now, but we have in-person gatherings happening at 9 a.m. and 11.30 a.m., and then we are here online at 11 a.m. So if you can and if it works, we would love to see you in person. It's been so amazing to have everyone back and all the people coming through. But obviously we understand for some people, uh, because of distance or because of other practicalities, that is just not going to work for you. And so we're just so glad that you're here online, and we're going to continue to be uh, expanding in the online space. We're excited to be back in person, but we recognize that online is just as important. You'll also notice, we mentioned last week, that we have moved fully to church online for when we premiere our Sunday worship experience. It will still be on YouTube after the fact, but we wanted to consolidate and bring everyone together so that we can be, uh, to, I guess you could say, together as one online family. Our goal ultimately is to move to live streaming, but we are still building and strengthening our teams to get there. And so once again, as I said to you last week, if you have a heart to be part of that, let us know because we're building the team so that we can live stream what's actually happening in the services. But up to that point, until we get there, we're still going to be coming to you from the studio, which I'm very happy and very thankful to do. So let's pray. And uh, we're just going to jump right into the Word of God. We are continuing our fall series, Hello, My Name Is. So let's pray and then we're going to dive right in. Father, we come before you in Jesus' name, and Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity we have to be together, to worship you. Even though we are socially distanced, we are in different homes or in different contexts around the GTA and beyond, that we are still joined and we are united by your Spirit. And I thank you for every person that's tuning in, every person that is watching. And Lord, I just pray that you speak to each one of us today. I thank you for just a powerful movement of your spirit in each one of our hearts and in each one of our lives, and that we are not just going to be hearers of the word today, but there's going to be an empowerment so we can be doers of the word. And so we thank you for this in Jesus' name. And everyone agreed with me, said, amen. All right, so as I said, we are continuing our series, Hello, My Name Is, and the focus of this series, and we're really going to be staying here all fall long is there's really three key areas we're looking at. Number one, we're focusing on growing in our encounter with God. We're focusing on growing in knowing God. Every single one of us needs to encounter God. Every single one of us needs to, to, to know God in a fresh and new way. We need to pursue Him and pursue the knowledge of God in a fresh and a real way in this season. Secondly, this season throughout the fall in this series is about reconnecting with each other. Right? We're called to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and we're called to love our neighbor as ourselves. The world, the Bible tells us, will know that we follow Jesus by the way we love each other. Not just by the way we love God, not just by the way we worship or read our Bible, but the way we love each other. Well, you can't love someone you're not connected with. 
And obviously one of the challenges over the last 18 months has been that of connection. So we want to lean in together to reconnect, to deepen our connection with each other and be led by the Holy Spirit as we do this. Sometimes people are always sitting back and, okay, well, a pastor tells me I need to do something. No, be led by the Holy Spirit. Let God speak to you about how can you connect with others. Who can you go hang out with? Who can you call or text or do a video call or a FaceTime with? Who can you connect with so that we are all leaning in to reconnect with each other? So we're encountering God. We're reconnecting with each other. And last but not least, our focus is on introducing people to Jesus. In this season, more than, I mean, really, it should be in every season. But I'm just so passionate in this season about the need for people to be connected to Jesus, to know him, to receive the gospel, and to receive salvation. And so we want to lean into this as a church family. We want to lean in and go after of, of not just having a relationship with God ourselves, but helping other people to connect in their relationship with him as well. We're talking about coming back to the basics. Know God and make him known. And so this is the journey. This is what we're on and really talking about it. But again, we've been saying that everything flows out of knowing God. Everything that we're going to do flows out of knowing him. We've been talking about there's a difference between knowing about God and truly knowing him. And we're hearing this call that God has called us to put a fresh focus on knowing him. It's vital for the days we're in, guys, and it is vital for the days that are coming. Come on, where you are right now, wherever you're sitting, just say, know God. Say, make him known. This is what we're about. This is the call in this season. And so for our content for today and where I want to go, I want to, I want to jump back to the book of James. Now, if you were with us last week, if you were following out the message, we finished the sermon off in James 4 verse 8, which said, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And we were talking about the call, right? The high call that the apostle Paul talked about in Philippians. We were talking about this high call, not just to do things for him, but to know him. Right? We've been talking about this call to draw near to him as James writes about here in James chapter 4. And so today what I actually want to do is I was praying and preparing. I want to dive some more back into James chapter 4 because I believe around this, four, this verse, James 4, 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you, that there's a lot of truth for us on how can we grow in knowing God. What are some of the key ingredients in the life of someone who's truly prioritizing and pursuing the knowledge of God? And so we want to take a little, a deeper dive here in James today. So I want you to turn with me and I want you to go with me to James chapter four, because it, I believe it gives us so much insight into this call to know God. And so I'm going to read to you from James chapter four, and we're going to start in verse four. And it says, you adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I will say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. Do you think the scriptures have no meaning? They say that God is passionate, that the spirit he has placed in us should be faithful to him. And he gives grace generously. As the scriptures say, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves before God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Come on, somebody say, no God. 
Come on, somebody say, make him known. Now let's take some time today and let's just, let's do a deeper dive. Let's break this passage down. Let's meditate in it a little bit more so we can learn more about the heart and just the, the, the perspective of a person who's pursuing the knowledge of God. Again, I want to be someone who prioritizes knowing God. You remember we talked about last week, the Apostle Paul said, the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. I want to be someone who puts surpassing worth on knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. My prayer is that you do as well. And so let's take some time, and I want to just focus on some different elements of this passage to speak to us and to teach us in this area. The first part I want us to focus on, it's right at the start, where James says, he said, you adulterers. Don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? Now remember, the context that we are reading this passage in is this call to know God, this passage, this passion for us to know Him. And James starts off really strong. I mean, you know, there's several verses from verse 1 to verse 3, but verse 4, man, he just hits it. I mean, James is not pulling any punches. And he says, you adulterers. Now, I don't know about you, but I mean, I, if I'm reading that letter and James is writing that letter to me and then he calls me an adulterer, I mean, I just be like, ouch, James, like you're hitting me really hard here. I might even get a little angry at James. I'm like, why are you calling me an adulterer? And yet James, inspired by the Holy Spirit, writing to the believers, but it's also to us, he, he, he calls out spiritual adultery. Now, what is adultery? Well, adultery is when you are married, but you are unfaithful to your spouse. The core meaning is sexually, but it can also be unfaithfulness in other ways. In other words, adultery is when you're married to one, but you are unfaithful to that one you are in marriage covenant with, with another person, right? And so one of the metaphors that the Bible uses to describe the church is as the bride of Christ, right? That's one of the metaphors. It's one of the pictures from the scriptures that you and I are the bride of Christ, I, mean, I always like to joke, sometimes us guys have a hard time picturing ourselves as the bride of Christ. But listen, if our sisters in Christ can be sons of God, because the Bible talks about us being sons of God, then we can be the bride of Christ. And so together we are all the bride. That's the picture that he gives us. And it's a very strong picture of the relationship that he desires to have with us. It's a, it's a picture of the closeness. It's a picture of the commitment. It's a picture of the connection that happens. We are called to be the bride of Christ. And as the bride of Christ, we are called to be faithful and to be loyal to him. Right? But then James begins to break this down and he lets us in on a truth. And he says that when we have friendship with the world... It makes us an enemy of God. Now, obviously, when he uses this statement, it is connected to also talking about us being the bride of Christ or this whole context of us being adulterers. So this is not talking about like you can't be friends with anyone who's not a Christian. This is not talking about the fact that you shouldn't love the world around you and believe for them to come to Jesus. He's obviously talking much more in a, a marital context. And again, remember, friendship in the Bible is different than the way that us in the West and in a Canadian context tend to think of, think of friendship. We throw the word friendship around pretty loosely and pretty easily. We talk about our friends. We've got friends. And sometimes you have somebody who's a friend, but you're not like that close to them. They're just a friend, right? In the Bible context, when you have a friendship with someone, right? It is something that is deep. It is something that is very connected. It's something that's very powerful. That's why the religious leaders used to get so upset with Jesus that he was a friend of sinners, 
or that he would sit down and eat with them because they wouldn't even eat with a sinner because that symbolized friendship and connection. They didn't want to have that. So I say all this to give you an explanation of, again, this first part of what James is saying to us. He says, you adulterers, right? So he brings in this context of marriage, of faithfulness, of loyalty to Christ. And he says, if you're going to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. Now, again, when it says the world, it is not talking about the people. It is talking about the system, the God of this age, the world that we're in, where it's talking about the evil and the wickedness and the, you know, the, 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 that which rises up against God. And basically what he is saying is he's saying, listen, you cannot be a friend of God and also be a friend of the world. You are going to have to choose. Right? That's what James is really getting at. And guys, this is the battle that many of us face even today, is there's this tension and pull to be a friend of God, to know God. You know, there's a song that was really popular for a while. I, don't, I haven't really heard anyone sing it too much recently, but it was an Israel song. We talked about, I'm a friend of God. I'm a friend of God. He calls me friend. And there's something powerful about knowing God, walking this friendship with God. But James is really clear. And he says, you cannot be a friend of the world and a friend of God. Now, the reason, and I just want us to catch this, the only reason he would need to say this is because there's a deception that can come that would cause us to think we could be a friend of the world and a friend of God, but we cannot do it. You cannot have one foot on the boat and one foot on the dock. You cannot play for both teams. You and I have to make a decision. And if we're going to be people who pursue God, if we're going to be people who seek the knowledge of God, if we're going to be people who are friends of God, we've got to make a decision that we are all in with him. There is many believers who are stopped in going deeper in their relationship with God because of areas of compromise in their life, areas of sin, areas where they have a friendship with the world. And guys, I want to encourage you. I mean, there's so much we could talk about this, but there's part of this is for you and I to pray today and say, God, show me areas of my life where I am in friendship with the world and it is making me an enemy of you. Like, guys, again, this is the Holy Spirit writing this language. And I know to some people that could seem really strong. What do you mean just friendship with the world makes me an enemy of God? But obviously it's talking about spiritual adultery. It's talking about a lack of faithfulness to him. And, you know, we don't want to get off into legalism, guys. We don't want to get off into a legalistic spirit, but I believe that this, the Holy Spirit is raising up a fresh wave of holiness, a fresh wave of consecration, being separated from sin unto God. And if we are going to be people who pursue the knowledge of God, if we are going to be people who go after him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, we've got to make a decision. I am all in with him. And I want every aspect of friendship, of connection, of comfort with the spirit of the age and the spirit of the world broken in my life because I am pursuing this friendship with God. You know, Psalm 25, 14 says this, the friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him. Another translation says friendship with the Lord is reserved for those who fear him. And to them, he makes known his covenant, right? Friendship with the Lord is not just out there for anybody. The knowledge of God is not just something cheap and easy that anyone can just step into. No, it's reserved for those who fear him. Now, what does it mean to fear God? It doesn't mean to be afraid of him, but it means to have this awe and this reverence and this respect for him. And I promise you, when you have the fear of the Lord, you will not be a friend of the world. 
right? You cannot fear God and be a friend of the world. And so there's this prayer for us to grow in the fear of the Lord. Lord, I just pray even right now, help me, help each one of us to grow in the fear of you, this awe and this reverence, because we want to be friends with you. We want to pursue the knowledge of you, right? So let's, let's get friendship with the world out. Let's pursue him. The, ne the next part of this passage I want you to look at is, is God is passionate that the spirit he's placed within us should be faithful to him. Right? So this very much connects to the theme we've already been talking about. But God is passionate that our spirits would be faithful to him. Family, people who walk in a deep, real relationship with God are those who are faithful to him. Are you faithful to him today? I ask myself, am I faithful to him? I know we all say we are, right? Because that's what we're supposed to say. We're Christians, of course, I'm faithful to God. But let's, let's put that all aside. Let's put aside all the things we're supposed to say. And let's really look right now. Am I faithful to the Lord? What does it mean to be faithful? To be faithful means to be true to your word, your promise, or your vow. It means to be steady in your allegiance and your affection. It means to be reliable and trusted. And God is looking for men and women of faithfulness. Not just who are faithful to tasks, but men and women who are faithful to him and faithful to his heart. See guys, God is faithful to us. 1 Thessalonians 3 verse 3 says, But the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. Hebrews 12.23 says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. 2 Timothy 2.13 says this, If we are faithless, he remains faithful. Even when you and I are not faithful, God stays faithful to us. But in the midst of that, he calls us and he empowers us to be faithful to him. Where is your faithfulness today when it comes to the Lord? Many believers, many Christians are stunted in their intimacy with God. They're stunted in the knowledge of God. They're stunted in friendship with God because they're not cultivating faithfulness. They're not faithful to him. They're friends with the world. They play both sides, you know, they're on both sides of the fence. They, they, they're, 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 they follow Jesus on Sunday, but then they're living in sin Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You, you see what I'm saying? There, there's this call for faithfulness. And I believe in this season, even more, the Holy Spirit is stirring us because there needs to be a faithfulness to Jesus. Even in the culture we live in right now, with some of the things that are rising, be a man or a woman, just come in your heart. I'm going to be faithful to him. One of the things, too, that's so powerful about faithfulness is there's a depth of it that is developed over time, right? Faithfulness is, is part of the long game, right? The long faithfulness to him. Let's ask the Lord today, God, just stir in my heart a fresh faithfulness. And if you're listening, you realize, man, I'm not being faithful to God. I'm not obeying him. I'm not following him. I'm not serving him. I'm not loving him the way I need to. You know, whatever that faithfulness looks like, my, my heart has not been faithful to him. Then just repent today and turn that corner and say, God, I want to be a man or a woman of faithfulness. All right, let's look at another part of this passage. You go a little further and James says, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Family, pride is an intimacy killer. Pride is, 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 is just a killer when it comes to knowing God, walking with God, friendship with God. What is, what is pride? Pride, pride. I mean, there, it's, it, there's so much we could say. It's such a broad definition. But pride is that which says when we say, I have this, I'm right, I know best, my way is the right way right? We, that, that is when pride comes in. Pride is where we elevate our opinion above God. 
Pride is where we, we push aside God. We push aside what he says. We say, no, I know what's right. I know what's best. And the Bible is very clear that pride is sin. Yeah, I, oh, but you, but I find sometimes there's sins that we really kind of hammer away at and focus on, but then there's other sins that we kind of let slide through the cracks. And I find a lot of times pride is a sin that we let slide through the cracks in our lives, right? It, 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 it's so key that if we're going to be men and women who are pursuing the knowledge of God, that we are dealing a death blow to pride in our life. And I love it because the opposite of pride is humility. See, humility acknowledges our need of God. Humility acknowledges that he knows best. Humility recognizes that everything good that we have in our life comes from him. And I want to encourage you, the, the greatest example for us of humility was Jesus. The Bible says he, stayed aside, he laid aside all his godlike qualities, Philippians chapter 2, and, and he humbled himself and took on the form of a servant. We see so much through his ministry, even when he washed his disciples' feet, took the worst job, but he humbled himself. He said, this is the pathway forward for you. Not a pathway of pride, but a pathway of humility. See, God opposes the proud. Let me say that again. God opposes the proud. Someone says, well, does that mean even if you're a Christian and you're walking in pride, God opposes you? That's what it says. Now, he still loves you, but when you choose to take up a position of pride, here's actually what happens. You set yourself up in opposition to him. He doesn't move. You move. If you want to be with him, embrace humility. But if you embrace pride, you actually set yourself opposite to him. But guys, I don't want you, but I don't want God opposing me. I don't want to be in any kind of context or any type of position where God is opposing me. So even that in itself, uh, and let me say this, if, if God's opposing me, I am not going to be growing in intimacy with him. I'm not going to be growing in the knowledge of him. Guys, pride stinks. Pride destroys. Pride undermines. Pride is offensive to heaven. It's a, offensive to the Father. Let's get all pride out of our lives. I, I mean, even in just doing this, I'm asking the Lord to search my heart and show me, Lord, show me where there's pride in me because I want humility. I want to be humble. And then James goes on to say, humble yourselves before God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And then came to the core text we started with, come close to God, and he will come close to you or draw near. I just love this translation where it says, come close to God, and he will come close to you. Who is going to answer this call in this season to come close to him? Who's going to answer this call to draw near to him? Who's going to answer the call to humble him themselves? Right? Humility brings us closer. Pride keeps us at a distance. Lay aside your pride. Lay aside your self-sufficiency, your self-dependence. Let's put all our faith and our trust in him. Even maybe somebody's watching this today and you're not currently a follower of Jesus. Listen, humble yourself before him today. Come to him because God's arms are wide open. But he opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. May we get all elements of pride just washed away by the blood of Jesus, like flushed out of our lives. God opposes the proud, but he welcomes the humble. Every time we humble ourselves, it's part of drawing a little closer. It's part of moving our heart closer. And will we embrace humility? All right, let's look at a few more things, and then we're going to pray and bring this to a close. James also goes on, he says, Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. Guys, if we're going to answer this call to go deeper in the knowledge of God, we have to deal with sin in our lives. We cannot allow sin to stay 
We cannot have secret sins, hidden sins, areas we're making excuses for, weaknesses. Well, you know, that's just, I have needs. I No, in the name of Jesus today, I want to encourage you and call you. There's this call to go deeper in knowing God, but you cannot press into the knowledge of God if you are tolerating sin in your life. You cannot press into the knowledge of God if there's secret sin or areas of your life that you are holding on to yourself rather than yielding and giving to Him. Right? If we think about spiritual growth, that's growing in knowing God. And this comes from obedience, guys. Spiritual growth does not come from just being a Christian for a certain number of years. I know people have been a Christian for many years, but they're still spiritual babies. I know other people who've been Christian just for a few years, but because of their yielding and obedience to the Lord, they have grown a lot. Growth in the kingdom is not chronological, but it's about yielding to the Lordship of Jesus. And a big part of that is repenting from sin, laying it aside, getting it out of our lives. When you hold on to sin, you stunt your growth. You get frozen in that place when you fool around with sin, when you play games with sin, when you make friends with sin. If you're making friends with sin, you are not going to be in friendship with God. And this kind of ties back to the start where we were talking about spiritual adultery and, and, and recognizing that we cannot be a friend of the world and a friend of God. When we tolerate sin in our lives, we are being friends with the world and we now make ourselves enemies of God. Now, does he still love us? Definitely. Or is he still our heavenly father if we're born again? Definitely. But it, I, I can imagine it hurts his heart because we now position ourselves in a place where we are now taking up as enemies against him. Get sin out of your life. You cannot hold on to sin and grow in knowing God. It is impossible. It's like light and darkness. The two cannot coexist. Get the sin out. Get it out of your heart. Get it out of your life. Family, there is a fresh call right now back to holiness. There's a fresh call for us to say, I'm going to live a consecrated life. I'm going to separate myself from sins so I can pursue God. You know, someone says, well, why don't you sin? Why don't you do this? Because you're a Christian? Because you're not allowed to? No, because I'm pursuing God. I'm in relationship with God. And my relationship with Him is far more important to me than the mess that you want me to come do with you right now. There's just no comparison. We need that kind of passion. We need that kind of fire. And if you're listening to me today, I want to just encourage you. I want to implore you. I want to beg you. Don't tolerate sin in your life because it just sabotages everything that God wants to do. Repent. Get it out of your life. You know, increasingly we're in a culture that is saying that taking things that God says are evil and it's saying, no, this is good. Or it's taking things that God says is good and our culture say, no, this is evil. And there's pressure. There's increasing pressure being brought on us to bow to this. And coming in, no, no, just to acknowledge this. How dare you believe the Bible about this? How dare you say this is wrong? Or how dare you say that is wrong? Guys, in the middle of all this, and, and we've got to see what the enemy's trying to do. Right? Because if he can get us to saying sin is okay, he starts sabotaging and undermining our relationship with God. That's his ultimate goal. His ultimate goal is to get you away from your relationship with God. And so in these days, more than ever, there's the call to be faithful witnesses. Faithful witnesses, even if our culture doesn't like it, if people around us don't like it, if we're persecuted, let us be faithful witnesses because God plus you equals a majority. Even if it feels like everyone around you is going a different direction, stay with him. Stay connected to him. Stay faithful to Jesus because one day you will stand before him and you will give an account and you will be rewarded for this faithfulness. Come on, somebody say, I'm going to be a faithful witness. 
Come on, somebody say, know God and make him known. You know, the last part, I just want to finish with this. The last part James said in the pastor, he says, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Right? Our loyalty is divided. Is your loyalty divided today? Where does your loyalty lie? Right? And it's easy for all of us to say, oh, my loyalty is with God. But we really find out where our loyalty lies when pressure increases. We really find out where our loyalty lies where we have to pay a price to stay with God. But guys, I want to encourage you today, no matter what comes, stand with Jesus. No matter what comes, let's be faithful witnesses. Let's not be people where our loyalty is divided between God and the world, but let's be people who our loyalty is to Jesus Christ, that we are faithful witnesses for him. We are faithful witnesses who stand on beyond, be, behalf of him, and that we are those who draw near that we are those who are faithful to him. Guys, you cannot have your loyalty divided between God and the world and pursue the knowledge of God. Right? This is lukewarmness. And it actually says in the book of Revelations, Jesus says, if you're lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. Now, again, that's one of those strong passages. And I, you know, personally, I'm like, Jesus, really? I mean, maybe it offends my Canadian sensibilities. That's kind of mean, Jesus. But that's what he says. I don't want you. I don't want Jesus spewing me out of his mouth because of my loyalties being divided. He is looking for those who are loyal to him. Come on, somebody say today, I'm going to be loyal to him. Come on, somebody say, I'm going to know God. Come on, somebody say, I'm going to make him known. Lukewarmness is all about divided loyalties, but God is calling people who are going to pursue him, who are going to seek him. But if we're going to be those who draw near, we cannot have divided loyalties, but we have to commit. We have to choose him. Just in closing, before we pray, let me read to you from Joshua 25, 14 to 15. And this is when Joshua was getting ready to pass away. And he was speaking to the children of Israel who'd seen God work great miracles and wonders. He'd brought them into the promised land. But I think Joshua had a sense and his heart was to call the people to stay faithful to God. And he says this, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether it's the God of your fathers served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Guys, and just in this place, not only do we want to serve the Lord, but could we say today, as for me and my house, we will seek the Lord. As for me and my house, we will pursue the knowledge of God. We will walk in the fear of the Lord. We will serve him and follow him with sincerity. We will be faithful witnesses. And as for me and my house, we are with him. Come on, where you are right now, say, as me and my house. Come on, say, we will serve the Lord. Come on, say, we will seek the Lord. We will follow the Lord. Parents, declare this over your children. Declare this over your family. We are with Jesus. We are faithful witnesses, and we will be those who pursue the knowledge of God. If we are lukewarm, if our loyalties are divided, we will not be able to go deeper in relationship with God. Set that aside today. Let's have a, 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 a moment, like let, let's take a moment even in yourself, and just like Joshua said, we will serve the Lord. Can I pray for you in this right now? Can we just, can we agree into this today? And just agree into this whole context. And I just want, wherever you are, just put your hands out like you're going to receiving something. I'm, I'm just going to be praying and even for myself right now as I'm praying it, I'm believing for it for me as well too. Father, in Jesus' name, we come before you. We want to be those who draw near to you. 
We want to be those who pursue you. We want to put you first in our life. And so, Lord, I pray just even the things we've talked about today. God, show us where there's areas of friendship with the world that we need to deal with. God, show us and encourage us in faithfulness to you. God, I pray that we will deal with sin in our lives. We'll deal with lukewarmness. And God, we will rise up as those who know their God, who are strong, who do great exploits. So we'll rise up those who know God and who make him known. There's no room for compromise. There's no room for, room for lukewarmness. But God, you are calling us and you are moving in us in this day. And so I thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, if God's speaking to you, if God's moving you right now, why don't you just even to create an altar for you right where you are. That just means create a space. Even after we finish up here, maybe you want to put some worship music on. Take a little bit of time with the Lord, but let God speak to you. Let God encourage you today. Let, let the Holy Spirit convict you today. Guys, it, it's playtime is over. I mean, it should have been over a long time ago. Christianity light is not going to cut it. God is looking for those who are loyal, who are faithful to him, who are going to pursue him, those who fear him. But watch, that's where he's going to open up this knowledge of him. And when you get him, you get everything else. Come on, somebody say, no, God. Come on, somebody say, make him known. This is the high call. This is the call we're going after. And today, in the name of Jesus, we reject spiritual adultery. We reject unfaithfulness. We reject division of, of, of loyalty. We, we, we reject lukewarmness in the name of Jesus. We are moving forward as faithful witnesses who prioritize and pursue the knowledge of God. Amen? Amen. All right, well, just before I go, I always like to do this, but I just want to give an opportunity. If there's anyone watching me today and you are not right with God, I've been talking about the knowledge of God. I've been talking about pursuing him and you are called and invited to this journey. But it starts by giving your life to Jesus Christ. See, the Bible teaches us that God loves us with an everlasting love, but we've been separated from this love because of sin. Now, because of sin, we deserve eternal judgment or eternal punishment. I'm not just talking about you. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about all of us. Every single one of us deserve eternal judgment. That's the bad news. Here's the good news. Romans 6.23 says this. The wages of sin is death. That's eternal punishment. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. There is a free gift of eternal life that God wants to give you. And just today, as talking about humbling ourselves. That's what it is. We just humble ourselves. Say, Lord, I need this. I cannot do this in my own strength. And he wants to come into our lives. But our job is to turn our back on sins and to humble ourselves and to give our lives to him. And so if you're watching today and you know you need to do that, number one, there's a button that's coming up on the, in the chat box beside you. I want you to click on that. And just let us know you're giving life to Christ. We got a leader who would love to pray with you. But I also want you just to pray this out loud with me right now. And feel free, even if you are a believer, let's just pray this together. Say, Jesus, thank you for your love for me. Thank you that you came for me. Thank you that you died. Thank you that you rose again. Today I turn my back on sin and I commit my life to you. Forgive me. Fill me. Free me. I want to follow you. In Jesus' name. It is why I encourage you, if you prayed that prayer from your heart, God's heard you, God's answered your prayer, and you are now right with him. And, and just reach out to us. Let us know because we want to pray with you. We want to stand with you as you go on this journey. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Well, it's been so good to spend time with everyone. 
So good to be in this context. I'm so thankful for our team that puts in all the hard work to get this recorded and really to get this edited and get this set up. We are looking forward to live streaming, but you know, we're still gonna be using this studio for all kinds of different kingdom purposes, and it's just great to be with you today. Before I log off, I wanna remind you, October 4th to 8th, we are doing a week of prayer and fasting as a church family. It's gonna be right in line with this whole theme that we're talking about. We're gonna have daily video devotionals. We're gonna have all church prayer on the Friday night. We're gonna have prayer calls throughout the week. We're gonna pick a day to fast or pick several days to fast. I'm gonna be fasting a little bit more that week myself, but dive into things. You can get more information online. We would love for you to join us and be part of this amazing week of Seeking God. Well, anyways, we love you. God bless you. Have an amazing day. If there's anything we can do for you, let us know. Reach out to us. But we love you. God bless you. Remember, we're going to know God, and we're going to make him known. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today at Toronto City Church and our online worship experience. We will be here every Sunday at 11 a.m. and in person at 9 and 11.30. As we look forward to the week, I want to remind you of several things. Make sure you join a connection group. We have a number of options throughout the week. We also have daily prayer calls that you can get involved with. Contact the office for more information. If there's anything, and we mean anything at all, we can do to serve you, please just let us know. Also, as Pastor Brendan mentioned, please go online to register for our week of prayer and fasting that will be happening at the beginning of October. Thank you again for joining us today. Have a great week. And always remember, we are called to know him and to make him known. God bless. Before you go, check out our online weekly announcements.